Blom Blom with Skumba and Dumiso on Kaya TV. Kaya FM 95.9. It is Good Friday. We're supposed to be having a Blom Blom that was supposed to start uh, a, a bit early. But now, this is the thing. 2020. The hot man that we need to, to chill with Fandak uh, decides, you know what I'm going to do. <laughs> In fact, let, let him explain this. Pralupi, unjar hot manam. It feels great being here and thank you so much for having me. And if you think as a novice, as an amateur, you're going to expose me like this, it's not going to work. Let me tell you one thing. I was on radio, in fact, you were still using those uh, those towels, those towel diapers. Yeah. And this one was still a teacher somewhere in the broadcast of KwaZulu-Natal. I am here now, that's all that matters. I had serious challenges in the morning. I'm a single parent. I had to accommodate you low mortals and uh, by being here on time, which meant that I had to drop off my son much earlier than I should have at school. I live in Parktown North, which is just slightly down the road from the park, the Kai FM studios. Woke up bright and early, dropped off my little one, and I assumed that the distance from my son's school to here would at least jogging it would it's, it's, it's a nice easy five kilometer run which i can do with relevance of ease i'm struggling to catch my breath i'm being exposed but yeah the 5k it turned out my timing was out and therefore i was a good two and a half minutes late for this interview or whatever feature you call it but bottom line being bottom line i am here now and i've honored you and you asked me why am i jogging i said you know what i find it totally i find it totally disrespectful for someone who's making money like skumba to look the way skumba does now i don't make half the money that he does and at my age of 43 i actually look much younger than everyone here including your producers including everyone in the studio and that is why i do every morning because i have to look like the money that i aspire to make you don't even look like the money that you have it's going to be it feels great being here so it's going to be one of those blom blom school I, I, I've been saying let's get to Pralubia and you guys think this is the reason why thank you so much for the water Grand water I suppose is not water, no Valpre I mean I could have settled for Valpre I mean it's not like I was expecting Avian or I was not expecting uh, all the greener water but hey water is water and water is life thank you so much for being so kind alright guys it's over <laughs> What do we start? IIFM, the home of the Metropolitan, <laughs> where we drink all things South African, proudly South African. Yay! In a beer class, no class. You know what you think that? To think that you guys look so grand. Beautiful studios, I must thank say. You, thank you, thank you, man. being here, and you guys look so grand, and you guys all do these posh things. I mean, you're one of the radio stations that I uh, cannot wait for you guys to call me to come and work for you. No, I don't call radio stations. They call me. <laughs> but uh, I think <laughs> once... Hey, little class of young people about it, you know? It's like, you know when you go to these Whoa. functions... And they serve you what they call champagne, which is all the sparkling wine. Because, you know, people who host show events in Shobek are very cheap. And you get those... Uh, <laughs> so you get those little... Those little... Those, they call them... It's like those things, man, that they use for functions. It's supposed to be a, a flute, but it's not. Because it's just tiny. The stem is literally the size of my pinky. And I am a midget, so you can imagine how small my pinky is. And that's the stem and then you get like this little thing and then they say nice champagne class you let some of my class attend you say finally you were saying a mambozan a pie a put a put elizabeth warmer township the most dangerous township of them all the older one of the oldest townships in pe actually very dangerous there we don't you know we don't do spagella we don't jab jab step that's that's no, it's boxing, but yeah. in, in warmer times I mean, where yeah. I come from, we stab you. We just say, you know what? This whole fighting process can be cumbersome, can be exhausting. <laughs> stab the bastard. 
Move on with life. I fear oh, I will always be there. And how did you come up? That's why I stay with my tongue. Coming from, from, from that background and, and being the person that you are today, what, what, what lessons have you learned from where you come from? The most beautiful thing about coming from abject poverty is that you aspire to do better because you know what it is like not to have. You know what it is like to be deprived. You know what it is like uh, to be on the begging hand. You know what it is like to just live a life of uh, like a, a fifth or sixth or seventh grade citizen. So it's one of the biggest and one of the greatest motivators. But I think what motivated us the most growing up was our township is very much like uh, Alex where you there's just one road that separates you from abundant wealth and yet on the other side the picture is different mm. so as kids growing up because i mean i mean i was raised in a shack and i slept on the floor until i was in grade 11 or standard nine uh, our, my mother was a petrol attendant a lot of our friends their mothers were domestic workers so what they will do i think they had the foresight they understood that a poor child or a child who has little or no means all they need is inspiration and motivation. So take them out of that space, expose them to a greater world. When they go back, they have a different future to aspire to and a different world to want to live in. So a lot of our friends would come back home because you've got to do your homework quickly. Pardon me, you've got to do your homework as speedily as possible and you get out of the house and you go and we used to go play in the houses of the madams in the houses of the 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 the, the, the rich uh, because warmer suburb particularly our area our side it, it was the sub the suburb for the affluent at the time mm. so that's how we got exposed to a whole lot of bigger things you get exposed to persian rugs and what types they are and as a kid you're like when i grow up this is the life that i want sure. and that's all i've done i've always been chasing that life have i attained it yes in certain aspects but i'm still climbing and i'm hopeful that one day I shall get there. You know, um, Lupi, the one thing um, about you, I, I don't care who says what, you have a story. Um, are you planning to tell this, this story? And in what form are you wanting to? Because you do have a story. Uh, and there's tidbits, you know, there's, there's things, there's gaps uh, in all of our knowledge that we, we, we're not privy to. You know, what I need right now, yeah? uh, thank you so much for that. I, I, would, I, mm -hmm. would, I would one day um, love to go on a sabbatical um, if I could find a blesser, but I'm old, I'm way past the age mark, and also I'm not that attractive, <laughs> and I don't have the boobs, and I don't have, you know, um, I can't slay. But I would love to, I would love to go on a sabbatical just for a good year and and write. I would love to write my story, but equally, I would also love to tell my story through form. And it's not because I think that it's such an extra, extraordinary story, but I think it's my story, and I think it's a story that I uh, would love to share one day. When mm. will that? As to when will that be? I'm not too sure because I've just begun another journey now. I mean, my son is starting school and it's, 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 another, <laughs> it's another journey. I took him when he was 20 months old and we've lived together mm. for, for that long and I've never had a nanny. And I guess that's why I was late because I don't have any of those. I don't have that support except for my, my daughter who helps in from time to time. But my son's journey and I is, is another story that um, there's just so much that has been revealed in, 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 in the recent years since he's been a part of my life and I think that on its own has revealed a whole lot more about who I am as well um, there's a lot of healing that has come through him because I've had a troubled past, I still do mm. I, um, 
I was diagnosed with bipolar in 2013, but from when I was eight, I've always known that I suffered from depression because I'd gone mm. to the hospital and my mom thought that I was is lung disease or as well. And the doctor said, lungutunet depression. So I've always known. So it's, it's a combination of a whole lot of factors. So I think it's not just something that one could just say, you know, you know, I wake up at five o'clock in the morning and I just write for about an hour. No, I, I, I believe that I owe it to myself and I owe it to those who've been a part of my journey to provide an account that is going to be... Um, honest and and detailed and um and not it's not for me to say it must be compelling or captivating because that's totally the onus is on the reader to say that but i need to put out a story out there that says this is who i am because i do not intend writing again i think if i were to write again it would be about on different subjects probably it would be through my academic aspirations but if i am to tell my story i believe that i need to give it the time that it deserves i've got it's been 43 years and uh, I, i owe it to whomever that would then feel the need to get to know me or rather get to read as to who I am to actually get the sense of who I am and that must be who I am. I don't want to and also, you almost just buy and it's not easy to just go publish a book and you don't buy. You know how sad it is and you look at people now trying to sell their books and you're like this is so sad. You just put your life out there and now you're just struggling to get something to buy a book. <laughs> that, that ain't gonna happen to me. When I put that story out there you're just gonna buy that. <laughs> yeah. Almost, almost. What do you miss about radio? This. It's the magic. Sure. It is the magic. It is. I, I think I always say to aspirant broadcasters, there is no greater media or broadcasting platform than radio. It is by far the best. It is a rare privilege. Those who are on radio have to appreciate it. They have to love it. It is by far the most impactful media platform if used wisely which and i'm not by any means going to be buying faces but if you look at the genesis of kaya fm right from its origins it did that um i don't want to mention other radio stations other radio stations have unfortunately lost it along the way where it became a popularity contest where it became about who's got more followers on twitter where it became about who's playing where where it became about you know who did what last night but i think radio as a medium particularly for south africa right now much as other media platforms are dying traditional media platforms that is radio continues to strive because there's a strong connection with South Africans and Africans as a whole with radio and it is unfortunate that we fail uh, and we continue to fail for to allow radio to play its developmental role in this the times that we're at right now and that's what I miss we miss building schools we miss ensuring that um, you know uh, there, there are homes out there that are being done I miss the social aspect of it mm. social is in social development not social as in Uban I'm not interested in that nonsense you can get that on Instagram why must it be on radio you managed to collect 107,000 pairs by the time I ended the concept actually it was 306,000 can you imagine and it's a great thing now that at least people have been able to perpetuate that. And a lot of people still say to me, don't you feel bad was your idea? I'm like, oh, hell no. We don't own these ideas. They come, and someone had done that before, I'm sure, but they come through us just so we can plant the seed and allow for it to germinate and allow for it to grow. And I'm so glad and I'm grateful to each and every single person that continues every year and every second month to continue to, to collect school shoes. Now let's get it more. Let's get into ensuring that we support these children over and beyond by providing them just with school shoes. See, the thing is, and and and, and uh, Mapolobo, as that what saddened me, having crisscrossed the entire country delivering the shoes, was to go back and do revisits, and you see that some girls are not at school in winter, because winter months, because of various challenges. It's the jersey, it's the track suit, it's whatever else. So the plan is to say, don't just get the school shoes, but make sure that in winter go back, 
are they insulated? Do they have the gloves? Do they have what your kids have? Because when you enter into that space and when you want to effect change, it can't just be a once-off. It can't just be a very like nice, feel good, oh, we did this, it's amazing, and it's just like we dropped off the shoes, just in their tiny little feet. No, go back. You know, it's, it's winter. Your kids have needs in winter, and you know that. Mm. Your kids have winter in summer. So treat those kids as your children because ultimately they all are our children. What are you working on now? What am I working on right now? The year has just begun. Well, I'm still employed by government, so I still have a full-time job as the head of stakeholder and intergovernmental relations um, at Cocta in Gauteng, also dabbling on uh, human settlements, so that's that. But uh, I am working on coming back in the broadcasting space as to how I'm not too sure. I think, I think we, we need you. Uh, I think you one person that is vocal. That uh, doesn't mean what they think. And which, which is something that you've is, lost weight, by the way. You look good. I I try, bro. That's <laughs> good. Diet, gym, a uh, bit of both. That's good. Bit That's of good. both. And, but but most of all, happiness. Man, I'm happy. I'm in a happy space. I'm happy mentally, emotionally, and every every other aspects of my life. I'm happy. That's the most wonderful space to be in. Yeah. And uh, and it's it's a beautiful, contagious space to be in. And I, and I sincerely hope that you continue spreading that happiness. When are you coming back to 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 chill with us for three hours? I do have a full-time job. I can't just come here and land this year. <laughs> <laughs> I see we're going to end it the same way we started. <laughs> yeah, when it's a pleasure. Thank you very much for coming. Thank you for we appreciate me. you. We see what you do. And, and today we are going to drop off school shoes because of, of the initiative that you guys started and made it made it big. Today, night is the KFM and Good Friday. We collected some school shoes and we're dropping, up, uh, dropping them off after, after the show, which is a great thing to see. It's incredible. There's no greater gift than the gift of giving itself. Ladies and gentlemen, Pralupi. If you missed the live stream, watch the full episode on kayatv.co.za right now.